The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acne. I could not be more excited for this full solo episode today. If you're listening to this, it is December 31st. It is the last day of 2023. There is so much significance, date significance in this episode today. I need to break it down for you. So I am recording, I'm recording this episode right now and it is December 13th, which means yes, it is Taylor Swift's birthday and we are doing this invisible string episode which I don't know. I don't think that she, you know, coined the term invisible string, but she does happen to have a song about the idea of an invisible string. And what the hell is that? Well, an invisible string is a relationship theory, right? And it emphasizes the depth and the complexity of human connections. What it does is it highlights the intangible yet significant forces that bind individuals together and basically like puts together this tapestry of human existence, right? So it's like we, if we didn't walk down that street at that moment, we wouldn't have met this person. Or maybe we were both walking down parallel streets and didn't know, or my grandpa, you know, went to school with his grandma, whatever it it is, there is this invisible string that ties you to each other in one way or another. And I really believe, truly, truly believe that most couples, not all couples, but most couples have some sort of invisible string moment, right? Let's say you both grew up in Kansas City. Of course, I'm choosing that as a place, but you didn't know each other at all growing up. But once you get together, you look back at your photos from a party that you went to and your husband is in the background of a fo- like of a picture that you're in something like that right so like you've always been kind of tied together i think it's such a cute theory also going back to the irony of the dates right now steven and i when we got married we did our first dance to invisible string rewind 4 years ago is it 4 years now on in 2019, December 31st, 2019, right, was when we ran into each other on New Year's Eve at this Soho Beach House party in Miami, which is a great party, by the way. If you are in Miami tonight, you should go. And so there's so much. So that was literally four years ago today. So there is so much to take in date wise. I'm recording this on Taylor Swift's birthday. It's New Year's Eve. There's so much possibility to meet someone amazing tonight. And with that, I'm so excited to be sharing your invisible string stories. I guess maybe I can, I'll I'll kick it off with ours, which I'm sure a million of you have heard, but I just feel like ours is going to pale in comparison to some of the amazing ones that you wrote in today, but I'll still, I'll still share it for anyone who has never heard it before and is just listening to this episode because you're like, I just want this feel good. Pick me up. I'm bussing into this new year and I want good vibes. I will start it off. So Steven went to, I'm sure you've heard this before. So if you, if you did feel free to climb ahead. But if not, I'll I'll make it quick. Steven went to high school with one of my best friends from college. And 
the first time I heard his name. So he, he went to high school with her in Westchester. They then went to Cornell and I went to BU, Boston university. And my best friend from high school went to Cornell. So I was hearing about Steven through a few channels, but nothing, it's not like I was hearing about him on the regular. I just heard his name. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Steven green. Didn't know anything about him. Never thought about him. My friend, though, she did have a little crush on him. My friend that I was in college with. But she, you know, but they never dated or anything like that. And then time passed. I remembered his name again because, and I can't speak to his remembrance of me, except actually I do know that he screenshotted one of my Instagrams once, which we'll we'll talk about. But I... I heard his name again when we were like in our early 20s. I was always spending time at my friend's apartment who is the friend who went to high school with him. And we this is when people were still posting photos on Facebook, believe it or not. I know, I just aged myself. And she had posted a photo of Steven on her couch, which like we always would hang out on her couch. And she was like, Steven Green is visually stunning. And I remember seeing that and I was like, he is pretty handsome because, you know, it takes a guy a little while to grow into his looks. Not that he wasn't handsome before, but you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't notice it. So that was the first time that I was like, oh, he's handsome. And then lived my life and through and at some point during this time, because now I know this because we've seen it in his phone, but I didn't know at the time he had seen a picture of me in Miami, ironically, and screenshotted it from my Instagram. So I don't know if he was sending it to his friends because it was like a bikini photo or what he was doing with it, you know, but he did that. Very cute and interesting. Anyway, we were both kind of in relationships throughout these 20s, these early 20s. And then when we were 25, it was actually the day that he broke up with his girlfriend at the time. I believe they had broken up in like Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving when he was in business school, which is ironic because they call that the turkey drop. If you've never heard that term, it's like when you go to business school and by Thanksgiving, you've dropped your significant other. It's not a great term. It's, it's not very nice. I There was obviously it's more nuanced than that, but I'm just telling you about the terminology. Anyway, so he had broken up with his significant other at the time we're both 25. I am dating someone at the time. He was actually a family friend of mine who I was dating. Very sweet guy. And this family friend's best coworker was Steven's or is Steven's best friend from high school, like best guy friend. So like actual very close friend. So we were both at this guy's birthday at 25 and apparently had a conversation. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't remember it. I also wasn't sober. So I was probably drunk. I don't remember it at all. We were like in a basement at this place called the Wren in New York. And I I don't remember it, but I do have photos from that night that if you look really closely, Steven is like kind of in the background of it's hard to confirm, but he agrees. He's like, that's definitely me. So again, invisible string tying, like also weird that he had broken up with his significant other that night, that like morning, but I was in a relationship. So again, nothing happened. Three years pass from that. I'm sorry, four years, guys, I'm really not great at math. 
We're both 29 now. And it's tonight, four years ago, December 31st, 2019. Arguably the craziest New Year's Eve ever because none of us knew that our lives are about to change forever because of COVID. And we both happened to end up at the same party in Miami. He was there with his parents, his family, took like a Christmas New Year's trip to Miami. And I was there with my family and someone I was dating at the time who was staying with my family. And I was there with all my best friends too. And we both end up at this party. It's past midnight. So I guess technically January 1st when we ran into each other. And he kind of like stumbles onto the dance floor at the same time as me. Mind you, there's over a thousand people at this party. And we just both happen to be on the dance floor at the same moment in the same area. And he sees my friend Mike and I. And he's like, oh, hey, like Stephen Green, do you remember me? He was blacked out drunk. And it like all clicked. It all came together. And I was like, this is so crazy. I, I, you know, the next day I went back to my life and I really was like, I couldn't stop thinking about him. I knew that I, that my relationship at the time had run its course. So did the person I was dating. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, okay, now we're done. Like we had more of a friendship at that time and we didn't want to let go of each other because, you know, he's an amazing person. He just wasn't the person for me and vice versa. And eventually we broke up and I couldn't stop thinking about Steven. So I texted him and four years later, we're married and having a baby any day now. So that's fucking crazy. Whether or not you are going to a New Year's party tonight, you should be able to drink something that makes you happy. Keep in mind, when I met, ran into Stephen on New Year's, I was completely sober and I would have loved to have Gia at the party I was at. I think I was drinking like water or Diet Coke or something all night. But with Gia, you are clear-eyed and high-minded and in the best mood because First of all, it is absolutely delicious. It's made with the purest ingredients. If you've never heard of Gia, it's a non-alcoholic aperitif brand inspired by the Mediterranean, which is just good vibes, you know, like that Mediterranean diet. You always hear that's the best for you. There's no alcohol, no artificial flavors. There's no added sugar and it's vegan. So if you're a vegan lady or guy, hop on it. They also have a newly released berry aperitif, their first non-bitter flavor. This one is bold, juicy, and tart. You can spritz it for a dry sparkling pairing with your favorite food or pour it over ice for a sweet nightcap. You can do that tonight at whatever party you're going to. Or if you're not going to a party, by the way, which is still very cool, you can still drink Gia. Visit drinkgia.com and use code ACME at checkout for 20% off of your first purchase. That's D-R-I-N-K-G-H-I-A.com and use code ACME for 20% off. Anyway, I'm going to kick it off with my college roommate's story because she's so cute and she sent it in. She lives in Sweden 
shout out to Hannah. She's actually been on an episode of the pod before. She said, so her husband's name, Nicholas. Nicholas grew up in Gothenburg and me in New York City. For years, his grandpa lived and worked just outside Stockholm running a farm estate for my great grandpa's very close friend, who also happened to be the CEO of my great grandpa's company. He worked for him for years and had met my great grandpa many times. His grandpa is 93 now and still tells stories of when he would come to the farm. And Nicholas's ex-girlfriend also was close friends with my neighbor in the country. He had visited them out there many times before we started dating. We grew up on opposite sides of the world, but our family history is entwined and we ended up together. Pretty cool. I love that. Short and sweet. All right. We have another one. I'm going to just read the stories without anonymously, unless otherwise told that I should be saying these names. Okay. Oh my God. This is so funny. This story is about, so she ended up with this guy that I actually went to college with. Hilarious. She said, I have a good invisible string story. I met my boyfriend 14 months ago on Hinge. In reality, I had known who he was since 2019 because he went out with my best friend and told her on the date that he never wanted to get married. This insane story made him famous in our friend group. And for years, he would constantly come up when I was swiping on the apps and I'd pass. Flash forward to October 2022. He came up on my Hinge again. So I sent my friend the screenshot And she wrote back saying she clarified with him on the app in 2021 that he now wants to get married and thought I'd actually get along with him. So I decided to go on the date because at the very least, I thought it would be a funny story. Flash forward again to now and we are living together and a proposal has been discussed for early next year. It took me 400 first dates to find him and he was right in front of me all along. I love that. Okay, moving on to the next one. This person said, my boyfriend and I matched on Bumble about two years ago and had never met before. In his profile, it showed that he went to the same college as me, a big school down south. My best friends and I always joke that we wanted to marry guys from our school. So we would be like, so we would like the same football team as them. But I didn't think that I would find living in, I would, guys, oh my God, pregnancy brain. I'm going to try to read that one more time. My best friends and I always joked that we wanted to marry guys from our school so we would like the same football team as them. But I didn't think I would find that living in New Jersey and being single, leaving school. None of my friends, my close friends knew him and none of his close friends knew me. After a few dates and getting to know each other, we realized we were both in the business school, often had classes around the same time as each other over the years, had mutual friends of friends, nobody close enough for either of us to realize that we would have made the connection originally. We hung out around the same bars, went to the same events, and generally probably crossed paths more frequently than we realized. We both moved to Hoboken after graduating, which is where we eventually met. But this also seemed very niche. It probably would have felt less surprising if we both moved to New York City. But a majority of people from our school stay down south or move to various big cities around the country. I remember feeling early on into dating that it was me- that I was meant to meet him somehow. Outside of the college connection, he checked off almost all of my boxes and I felt so strongly that he was my person. 
It felt like it was truly meant to be, but I never understood why I didn't meet him years ago if he was meant to be in my life. We were both dating other people in college, so the timing obviously wasn't right then. We both chalked it up to the un- that the universe wanted us to be together in a more serious setting and let us enjoy our college years with our friends and less serious significant others, as silly as that sounds. The comment we always get now when we meet people is, wait, you went to the same school, but you weren't dating then? This too always makes me feel like others are seeing the same coincidences that we see. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years now and moving in together at the end of the year. I love this. I also love the very insightful comment about, you know, you, the timing wasn't right then. The universe really didn't want you to meet when you were in college. Same with Steven and I. We knew each other's names, blah, blah, blah. We weren't intended to, I almost went to Cornell. It's, I ended up getting, what's it called when you get in for the next year? Guaranteed deferral, something like that. And guaranteed transfer. And I could have gone for my sophomore year, but I ended up staying at BU. And we always talk about how if I had gone to Cornell, not only would we have not dated probably, but we wouldn't have ended up together because we would have just known each other in a different capacity. And the world wanted us to meet in the way that we did at the time that we did in both of our lives. You know, me being sober, him having now graduated from business school and having the time to really commit. And so I love this very insightful message of with all of these invisible string connections, you meet when you are intended to meet. And that's what the invisible strings purpose is. Actually, I'm going to change that to your strings connect when they are meant to. Okay, this person said, my now husband and I bonded over the fact that I went to graduate school five plus years, 30 minutes away from his hometown of Toledo, Idaho. Sorry, Toledo, Ohio. Guys, bear with me. We both happened to be in Northwest Ohio from 2011 to 2015 and both worked in downtown Toledo at the same time. However, we never crossed paths at that time and did not actually meet until we were both living in New York City years later. I'm originally from Brooklyn, but lived elsewhere for grad school and work for seven years. I love that. Short and sweet. Your strings aligned when they should have, but you were invisibly strung together that whole time that you guys were both in Ohio. So cute. Okay. This one says, once upon a time, aka 2019, I was engaged to my ex, unknowingly in a toxic, unhappy relationship. I used to go to events in the city and often cross paths with a guy who I always found so fun, nice, and good looking. Considering we were both in other relationships, no real flirtation took place, but there was definitely prolonged eye contact that never left my mind. Flash forward a few months to peak COVID in 2020. I had gone through the worst breakup of my life, not only calling off my wedding, but adjusting to being alone while the world shut down. I never gave up on the apps and managed to go on many COVID-friendly dates. One night scrolling on Hinge, there was the guy that I once exchanged smiles with from across the room. That Hinge match led to the best man a girl could dream of. Two and a half years later, we're married and expecting a baby in the spring. In the spring, the invisible string is real. P.S. My breakup 
and meeting him happened when I was 29. You're so right that all good things happen during your Saturn return. I love this. I just got full body chills. I'm like cold from the chills that I got from this. This is so incredible. And if you're listening and you are in that toxic, unhappy relationship, it is not too late. It is never too late to find someone that brings you true happiness and sunshine. Okay, we have another one. And this person says that she usually doesn't do this. So I'm excited for this story. My significant other and I started dating this year after a really traumatic breakup on my end. I'd been on some dates after my ex, but none that stuck. I was about to delete my hinge app when this guy that looked super familiar was the first on my like page. He was the guy I had had the biggest crush on from high school. We met in 2010 at freshman orientation and went to high school together for four years. We had one class together our junior year and didn't really talk. We were both very quiet and I think going through some things we both knew neither of us were going through. I always thought he was cute and funny and had really dark humor, which I love. We graduated and in 2015, I got an Instagram follow request from him. When we matched on Hinge, I immediately remembered him and that I'd had a crush on him all throughout high school. And I was just shocked that he'd somehow gotten even more attractive. I'm telling you guys get better with age. We liked each other's posts for years, 2015 to now. I saw he joined the military and saw he got out. I even drunk DM'd him one night in 2019 and he didn't pick up on my flirting. It's an inside joke now. Through all of high school, I had a boyfriend and I have always seemed to have one since. Even on hangouts with high school friends, I'd ask if they knew him. We matched on Hinge in September. I was shocked we did because through Instagram, he'd been posting a lot from the South and I thought he'd moved and I'd sort of given up on the pipe dream that we would ever connect. The conversation got better and better. On our first date, we went to dinner. And then when the restaurant closed, we, no joke, spent four and a half hours in our hometown parking garage, making jokes and goofing off. I had never had so much fun. Our second date was somehow better. And he confessed to me he liked me in high school, had a crush on me and wanted to ask me to a dance, but got nervous and didn't. He then admitted he wanted to ask me to his branch of the military's ball, but got nervous and didn't ask and thought I wouldn't go. The entire time we'd liked each other. Me, when I was single, crushed on him hard. I also remembered a friend at the gym in 2016 telling me, my friend has a huge crush on you. And I asked who, and they said, it doesn't matter. He ships out to basic in three weeks. Shocker, it adds up that it was him. We've been together for several months now, and he's the funniest, sweetest sunshine of a human being, and I've never been happier. We've known each other for 13 years, and it took Hinge to bring us together when we lived five minutes away and a ton of coincidence a ton of coincidences apart the whole time. I love this so much. And really, you just, you never know. And also, guys, like get on these dating apps because it's not necessarily about meeting someone that's a total stranger. You might reconnect with somebody that was in your life before that neither, like both of you were too scared to reach out. But on these dating apps, it's just a simple like or a simple swipe right And both of you then know that you're attracted to one another. So don't be afraid of these apps. Invisible strings might connect us together, but unfortunately, an invisible string cannot make a baby for us. I wish it could. Had it been that simple, it would have been a lot easier for Stephen and I 
specifically. But we also didn't have an amazing thing like Frida Fertility to use when we were starting to get started with our fertility journey. If you don't know what Frida Fertility is, it is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. They've got ovulation prediction kits, at-home insemination kits, and they're basically making baby making more fun and less stressful because the last thing we want is stress when we're trying to have a baby. And like no one understands that you should be using all the resources that you could possibly use when it's time for baby making. Like they even have this effective solution to turkey basting with the at-home insemination kit. So if it hasn't been working the natural way, you can try this kit Or if you have no idea when you're ovulating, you use their ovulation prediction kits. It's really amazing. You can find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. So that's on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you, Frida Fertility. Moving on to the next story. It was August 2010, the first night of freshman orientation at Bucknell. After the scheduled orientation programming was over for the night, dorm hallways were packed with new students roaming around, popping in and out of dorm rooms to meet new friends. My roommate and I had our door propped open, and at one point, the three freshman tennis recruits came into our room to hang out. One was sitting on my roommate's bed talking with her, one was sitting with me, and the third was somewhere in the middle. I was still dating my high school boyfriend and wasn't paying much attention to any of them, but I couldn't help but notice how cute the third roaming tennis player was. We all exchanged BBM pins slash phone numbers, friending each other on Facebook and continued on with freshman year. We all later joined fraternities, sororities, and other groups that took us in different directions for the next several several years. By the way, BBM pins is BlackBerry Messenger, which... If you're too young to know what that is, we all had Blackberries before we had iPhones and that's how we talked to one another. It was like the original iMessage. You should Google it. It's it's interesting and crazy. Things are so different now. Okay, back to the story. I faithfully dated my high school boyfriend for the first two years of school, but on the very last night of sophomore year, I drunkenly kissed someone at a frat party. We didn't go home together and it was only a short kiss, but I quote unquote cheated on my boyfriend with the third cute tennis player. I didn't tell anyone, not even my closest friends, as I was ashamed to have cheated on my boyfriend after two years of remaining faithful, but knew that I loved every moment of that kiss. My boyfriend and I broke up that summer and I came back to school later that fall looking for the one and only boy I had ever kissed in college to find out that he was studying abroad in London. I was bummed but enjoyed single life, enjoyed the single life that junior year, fall semester, and studied abroad myself in the spring, never looking back. Coming back for senior year brought most seniors off campus as we lived in the local town. Unbeknownst to me, the cute third tennis player lived just down the block. Shortly after moving in, he saw me crossing the street in a hurry on the way to a sorority recruitment event, wearing a silly t-shirt and a bow in my hair. But our paths didn't cross again until a few months later at another frat party. This time we were drawn to each other like moths to a flame and he 
as he knew me by name and asked, you're Meredith, right? And began sweeping me off my feet, literally, as we danced and kissed on risers the whole night. We began hooking up and made it official only a short two weeks later. A few weeks after that, I was nervous to ask if he remembered hooking up that one night sophomore year, but I wanted to shoot my shot. He said he didn't, but replied enthusiastically, I remember meeting you on our very first night of freshman year. I was in your dorm room with the other guys, and I remember your pretty blue duvet cover and the posters on your wall. I could not have been more surprised and touched that he remembered our first meeting as well as I did. I knew right then and there that he was not going anywhere anytime soon. Fast forward, and we've been together ever since. We moved to New York City, got married, and are about to celebrate 10 years together this month. While it took three years to get there, we can't help but believe that our strings were connected all along. Something sparked between us that very first night of college, and our life together has been fireworks ever since. I love this, and thank you for saying your names, or your name rather, and your school. It's nice to have a non-anon story. And that's really, really cute. I love that. Okay, on to the next. After I moved back home to LA from college, my older sister really took me under her wing and invited me to everything. Her and her boyfriend at the time had met a group of fantastic people at a music festival. And when she took me to my first festival, we camped with them and they automatically took me under their wings and have been my best friends since and been my core for years since September 2016. They'd always mention another friend who was married and had just moved to Michigan, where in Los Angeles, before I became close with the group. Years go by and he comes out to visit for a big joint birthday party we threw for three friends. This is February 2021. As soon as I met him, I turned to one of our mutual friends and said, where have you been hiding this guy? Because he just has amazing energy that I could instantly feel. I knew he was married, so I had no alternative motives. I was just happy to meet him. Little did I know he felt something too and would find reasons to text me randomly in a friendly way. Cut to summer 2021. I hear that him and his wife aren't doing well together and going to move back to LA. I still didn't think anything more of it. A little background on me. I've dated and had my fair share of fun, but always felt to my core that I would just know when I met someone worth devoting my time to. He moved back September 2021 and announced to his friend group that him and his wife were in the process of starting their divorce. October, he starts hanging out a lot more and we had a super deep and intense conversation about life one night and we've been inseparable ever since. Cut to two years later and he just proposed on Thanksgiving next to the Brooklyn Bridge on my first ever trip to New York City. We're on cloud nine and I truly believe he is my person for forever. So a long-winded way of saying, I feel like I always knew he was out there. We shared the same friends for five years before I actually met him. And as soon as I did, it all just made sense. I love this so much. I really do. And again, it just goes to show if just because you're in an unhappy relationship, even if it's an unhappy marriage, it doesn't mean that the person that's truly meant for you isn't out there. So I hope that gives you hope to, you know, get rid of something that isn't serving you if there's something truly better for you out there. Okay, this one is short and sweet. On my very first night of college, literally move-in night, I met my best guy friend. He ended up rushing a fraternity, so I only ever went to that frat's parties. Sophomore year, I was at their Christmas party and got separated from my friends. I wandered over to the bar where my now significant other was pouring drinks. 
We started chatting and haven't stopped since. Not long after I found out that my new significant other grew up in the same town as my cousins, nowhere near where I grew up or where we went to college. Oh, not long after she found that out. They went to the same high school and lived just a few streets apart. So him and her cousins, even wilder, he's one year older than me. And his freshman year dorm room was the exact same one I lived in my freshman year. We've been together for six years now. So cute. Such invisible string moments. Okay. This one is also short and sweet. She says, I have been married to Kay since 2020. I only knew of him when we were teenagers as we would go to the same teen center, teen center to hang out. I had a different long-term boyfriend at the time he was dating around. We met again in our twenties at a birthday party of his coworker and friend. I was there with my male best friend. Kay thought I was dating my best friend. So didn't talk to me much. We added each other on Facebook. We just started talking. It's funny how we met through two different groups of friends years apart. So cute. Love. Okay. This is so cute. This, uh, I, I love, I love this person. I don't, I think she wants to be anonymous. So I, I won't, I won't say her name. <laughs> she said last year, I ended my long-term relationship and was single for the first time since college. FYI, I was 26. Now I'm 27. I was dating and enjoying getting to know new people, but not focused on jumping into a new relationship, nor did I think I would anytime soon. After some time spent on and off the apps, I started a fresh hinge profile right before the holidays. One of my first matches was a cute surfer guy, my weakness, who grew up in the same suburb and attended the same college as me. We started chatting and were surprised that we didn't have any mutual friends or we didn't have many mutual friends. We ended up running into each other at our local bar the night before Thanksgiving. We only chatted for 15 minutes as it was already pretty late. We made plans to go on our first date the week later. After our first date, I learned that we had gone to rival high schools. His sister had attended my high school. We had lived next door to each other in college, even went to some of the exact same parties and then lived streets away from each other in our early 20s. Up until now, we had never even been single at the same time. Our first date ended with the best first kiss and I knew there were sparks. Over the next month, we went on several more dates and we found even more commonalities and coincidences like that. Our parents live only 10 minutes apart and have mutual friends. Our grandmothers went to the same church when they were alive, etc. On Christmas Eve morning, we both were staying at our parents' houses and decided to go on a last minute hike. And I ended up meeting his entire family after saying, I love you and becoming official. After a couple months, we've now been together just over a year and lived together He's the most kind, thoughtful, considerate, and loving partner I've ever been with. And I feel he has truly shown me what being in love feels like. Our families got along and we're now spending the holidays with both of them together. The more we've learned about each other, we're basically, we basically traced each other's paths our whole lives, but never met until last year. And now can't imagine life without each other. I love that. Wait, she said I can plug her. Okay. Her name is Francesca Maria and she's an amazing photographer. So if you live in the California area, check her out. Francesca Maria photo.com. Okay. On to the next one. My boyfriend and I both went to undergrad together, but we didn't meet until he had already graduated. I had to fulfill two credits to graduate and decided to take a class that went to DC during spring break that would fulfill my required credits. 
He was good friends with the professor and the professor asked if he wanted to go. We met on the trip and there were so many coincidences. He started talking about a niche course he had taken and it just so happened that I was taking it that semester. We had been in the same class one semester but never met each other. Keep in mind, we went to a school with 20,000 students. I was taking an internship at a small law firm that he had previously worked at. That is eventually how he made his move, asking if I wanted to talk about the internship more. Later on, we found we had another class together, but we both dropped it after the first class and our paths missed again. We were also both in Paris at the same time when we were 16 too. Okay, that's probably irrelevant, but we have been together for two years and now live together. Thank God we were finally in the right place at the right time. But I think we would have found each other no matter what. That's so cute. Okay, I think we have 10 more left, maybe a little less. Let's see. My fiance, he's 34 and a man, and I, 29 female, met through mutuals four years ago. After a couple brief interactions at a different friend's birthday, at different friends' birthday parties or get-togethers, we hit it off on a ski trip that he last minute joined when someone backed out. We realized once we started dating, we had been in the same place at the same time so many times throughout our lives. A year prior, he was in the background of one of my Snapchat stories at a bar dancing just a few feet away from me. I gasped when the snap memory popped up. His best friend also went to BU. Oh, a BU gala. So we were likely on campus at the same time when he, when he visited. We went to the same high school, but because he was older, we never knew each other. We figured out we even went to the same summer camp the exact same week in middle school. It seemed like there were some invisible string tying him to me, but it didn't happen for us until it was the exact right time in our lives where we were both single and ready for the person we wanted to marry. And as a Swifty, I'm of course considering how we might incorporate invisible string at our wedding in July. I love that. Oh, congratulations. I just realized that I haven't even played the song for you yet, so I'm going to play it for a second. Okay, I feel like I'm going to be sued by Taylor Swift if I play more, but I just wanted you to get the gist. Also, it's just really beautiful. Okay, we have another one. She said, my husband and I met in college, but it runs deeper. He grew up about one and a half hours away from where I grew up. His high school best friend's mom married a girl I went to high school with's dad, maybe our freshman year of high school. This dad was my coach back when we were kids, and he also worked in the same office building as my dad. I wasn't super close with his daughter as she was a few years older, but we would often see them around our small town and we were friendly. Anyway, I met his friend on one occasion randomly before college, and he mentioned that one of his friends was going to the same school. I didn't really think too much of it as it is a big school. Fast forward to freshman year of college. I met this boy, my husband, who was basically the only other person from our state in the dorms. He had befriended my roommate. We did not make the connection at first. And when we eventually got closer, we realized that we knew family, that family in common. 
We became immediate close friends. We were quote unquote, just friends for about one and a half years. And then middle of sophomore year, we drunkenly hooked up after a night out and the rest is history. His high school friend was a groomsman at our wedding. Oh, that's so cute. I'm obsessed. Okay. We have another short but sweet one and actually less than I thought because the other emails were spam. (laughs) Not sure if this counts, but it's special to us. At the end of 2017, I went to a concert with my roommate to see a band called Wolfpack. I hadn't seen them before, but my roommate had. It was such a great show and so different to any band that I had seen. Afterwards, I thought to myself that I'd love to date a guy who likes Wolfpack and knows of similar bands that put on live shows like that. Three months later, I go on a first date and we found out we were both at the same concert. We're now married. Of course, there are so many other reasons we are still together and still bring that concert up every so often. We've seen that band together a few times, too. Well, Wolfpack should be sponsoring your wedding. I love that. And also music taste commonality. I don't know why I just sounded like Southern is very important. I really have to say Stephen and I love the same music. Like my exes and I just never liked the same music. I don't know. I think it's important. Maybe it's not to everyone. Okay. This person, my boyfriend and I are both called Joe and one of my best friends went to college with him. So we both have been close with her for over six years, but never met. Last year, all three of us moved from Cali to the city. She always thought it was funny that her two best friends have the same name and she kept trying to have us meet each other just as friends. But every brunch or party or dinner or coffee one of us attended, the other one didn't. It was almost eerie. Then finally, after coming back from a long trip, I felt so bad. I promised her I'd be available all weekend to meet him. And she set up a brunch at Petite Boucherie. Him and his roommate invited us to a rooftop party. But since she was too hungover to go, I went alone with her blessing, of course. And we had the best time. She totally did not plan for this to happen, but we have been inseparable since. I love that. The Joes. Okay. This person says, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost three years now. And this one still shocks me when I think about it. To preface... My boyfriend grew up in Houston, Texas, a year older than me, and I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. I went to Camp Mystic for girls. A lot of girls from Houston go to this camp. At camp, you start at eight years old. I met a girl from Houston, and we immediately became best friends. I would visit her in Houston in between summers and hang out with her whole family, three older brothers. Fast forward to my sophomore year of college. I met this boy at the first party of the semester. We're talking all night. He gets my number. The rest is history. Come to find out that my best friend from camp's older brother is my boyfriend's best friend. We had never crossed paths before, not in the 10 plus years of me spending time in Houston with my friend's family and her friends, not in the year before my sophomore year, never. And when I say I know all the same people this guy knows, I'm being legit. We always talk about how God put us in each other's lives at just the right moment. And I'm a firm believer in that. We probably weren't ready to meet each other until the time that we did. Just crazy to think that we never crossed paths once that invisible string eventually brought us together. Okay. This one says, I broke up with my boyfriend of six years during the pandemic. It was unmooring, but so right. My friend suggested we go on a road trip together from California for an adventure 
and to take our mind off things. We decided on Colorado together and I didn't tell her that for over two years, I'd been having the urge to go. I even found this in old journals. Before I left, I talked with my astrologer and told her I had this unexplainable strong urge that I had to go to Colorado to meet the man I was going to marry. She verified that this person was close in my future. Fast forward to being in Colorado, I hop on the Hinge app and the first guy I decided to go on a date with was amazing, an alpaca farmer and professional musician. I was also his first date from Hinge. Both of us are really not the dating app types, but had gone through breakups recently and thought, why not? Long story short, I stayed in Colorado to see where it would go and we've been happily dating and in love for almost four years. He's definitely my lifelong partner and I'm his. That is so cute. I love that. I love the astrology tie-in. Okay, so this person says, I think the theory is proven by how my husband, let's call him Ben, and I reconnected after hooking up in college. Ben and I went to the same college and Ben was two years ahead of me. We had lots of mutual friends and two different mutual friends introduced us. We hooked up during Ben's senior and my sophomore spring. Through Ben, I met my BFF, let's call her Izzy because Izzy was Ben's friend's girlfriend. After Ben graduated, Ben and I didn't seriously keep in touch, but Izzy and I did. Throughout the years, I hung out with Izzy and Ben hung out with Izzy's boyfriend. Ben and I dated other people in that time. Six years later, Izzy and I reconciled after a small falling out that only lasted a few months, and I was coming out of a relationship. She invited me to karaoke with her boyfriend and said Ben would be there. I nervously went, and the rest is history. Here are a few extra reasons why this is worthy of the invisible thread theory. One, despite Izzy dating Ben's friend and all of us living in the city, Ben and I never reconnected in those six years since we initially hooked up. However, once Ben was going to meet us in Coney Island when I was on a double date with Izzy and her boyfriend, however, Ben got stuck in traffic and had to turn around. That particular ex could have triggered Ben for various reasons And AKA, we had to have met when I was single, which I wasn't very often after college. And two, I met my best friend through him when we were casually hooking up in college. Our timing and circumstances ended up being too perfect to be a coincidence. As Ben's friend said in his best man speech, all we did was get them in the same room at the same time. Oh my God, I might cry. (laughs) Okay, this one's very short. It's just a sentence. My fiance and I found out we traveled to the Dominican Republic for a family vacation on the same date from looking at our passport stamps. We were probably in the same airport at the same time and our hotels were only a few miles away from each other. It would have been crazier if we stayed at the same hotel. That is cute. I love it. All right. My sophomore year of college, my friend had a crush on this guy in our hall. I knew of him, but didn't know him well. One night she invited him out with us and I spent some time getting to know him. Me and him talked all night and I felt a strong connection, but I knew we'd just be friends because my friend liked him and he expressed interest in her too. He asked about my love life and when I said I had no prospects, he told me many guys on our hall were into me and several had talked about wanting to hook up with me, including guys I thought were just friends. When he sensed I was a little upset by this, He told me I was beautiful, but he'd never hit on me. He promised to always be the platonic guy in my life I could rely on. It didn't work out with him and my friend, but during the next two years of college, I'd often see him around when I really needed advice, and he was my confidant. I always felt safe with him, and he never failed to boost my confidence when I was at a low. We mostly lost touch after college, except for a a handful of texts. After not talking for four years, I got a text from him asking how I was. 
We caught up a little and then started talking every day. One night he drunkenly called me saying he was developing feelings and thought he was falling in love. I told him I was too. And despite being long distance, we decided to try dating. He makes me feel special every day. And because we had mutual friends and shared experiences, I feel it was so easy from the beginning. We picked up where we left off. When I asked him what prompted him texting me after so long, he said he was talking to a friend about college and my name came up as someone he felt he really connected to. So he wanted to see how I was doing. Oh, that's so cute. I'm obsessed with these stories. And that's a wrap on the invisible string stories. I loved that. I hope that you guys love that as much as I did. That really gave me all the incredible feels, incredible vibes going into this new year, 2024. I hope everyone has a great and safe night tonight celebrating. And if I missed any of your stories, please feel free to write them in and I will happily read them on another episode. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.